Uh, hello, my name is Dan or Greaves or whatever the fuck you want to call me. This is a podcast which calls for Ola Solbakin to focus more on his defensive duties than scoring goals. Okay. Uh, joined by Charizard. Fucking Valley Girl bullshit right there. Okay. <laughs> Can't even with you, man. <laughs> so, um,. We, we, we are here on a Roma Happens podcast. We're going to talk about Roma, and I actually hate when people just summarize the game. They're like, so then the game goes on. Not mocking anyone in particular, just hate that stuff. So we're just going to talk about random stuff. Um, we're just going to talk about their impressions, I guess. Uh, we didn't really talk about Salzburg, Salzburg yet. No, it was Leipzig. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a Red Bull. It was an energy drink. Roma it runs out you... of energy against Gien. <laughs> It gives you L's. Um, so, yeah, we're going to touch on, on a couple of topics. Um, Ola Solbakin just scored his first Roma goal, and it was a finish. It was live, open play. It wasn't a dead ball. Wait, it what? Was, uh, yeah, can you imagine? Can you believe Roma that? can't score out of open play. That's against the rules. Sell this motherfucker. I think he simply does not know how to play in Jose's system yet. And I honestly believe, like, I'm not trying to slide against Jose, but in come May, Ola Sulbakin is going to be a left wing back, and he's not going to be able to pass. He's never going to shoot. He's going to have zero XG. He's just going to cross into nobody. That's going to be his game. No, he's going to be stuck on the bench. Oh, you scored a goal. Nope, to stands with you. Scoring goals does not prevent goals, okay? Scoring goals is like the opposite of what uh, a Mourinho-led team does. It's park the bus, take the wheels <laughs> off, put it on cinder blocks, and leave it there. Yeah. You were mentioning some fun statistic about Sylvakian. Oh. oh, yeah, that's right. So, statistic of the day. Ola Sylvakian has as many goals as a certain person whose number was 22 and is no longer with the team he has less matches does it happen to rhyme with Nicholas what the f it's not even a fucking it's when you oh take out God. the vowels wait you no. can rhyme something without the vowel hm. yeah it's really hard vowels are important in certain parts of the world hold um, on a minute I got this <laughs> Daniel actually scored just one goal this season. We can call we can call him uh, Colo Zanolo because he's without his knees now. <laughs> All right, uh, not bad. Yeah, no. I try. Colo Zolo. Uh, Colo sounds... Colo Zanolo. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Roma beat. Or was it? Would it be Colo Colo Zeolo? Yeah, because can't have the Ed in there. Colo Colo Zeolo. Roma just uh, just beat Kiev Verona, Hellas for whatever one of the Veronas. I don't know. It's the same deal with goddamn Red Bull. One of those teams. Uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Kiev no longer exists. So Roma beat Hellas Verona, which choose to give us some issues the last couple of years. It was a one-nil draw that I do not understand. I, I don't. I'm not sure what I saw. Like what a one-nil draw. One-nil draw. <laughs> yes. We played so bad. We scored a goal and tied. 
no, we tied with everyone else because everyone else won except Atalanta, but uh, they lost to Lecce. <laughs> 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 um, so that's okay. We drew with Lecce, so as so per previous right. podcast. Yeah. Uh, everyone won, so it's kind of a tie, I guess. We are still f- fourth, third. 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 third tied with Milan. Two points ahead of Lazio. Three points ahead of Atalanta. Guess what? Juve is 12 points behind us. I I would you not be surprised. The gap? Yeah, I, I, I would not be surprised if they end up even ahead of us. Like I, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I legit cannot comprehend anymore. So... Today's game, um, if it would, if it could be summarized in, in one sentence, is this is what happens when players play their positions. Seth didn't. Uh, Stefan Alsharavi didn't play defense. Um, Karsdorp played uh, wing back slash fullback. He was basically fourth man in defense because um, Spinazzola was basically being himself. Who knew that that guy did not forget how to play football? And he played a full ninety, I think. Um, he just was doing his usual stuff on the left side, basically being a winger slash forward, just causing chaos. Started off a little bit shaky, but uh, he had I mean, one where he dribbled up into uh, Verona's final third, and he was like, he juked out two defenders and juked out himself. <laughs> yeah, I was I like, them all. damn man, I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I can still play, I'm fast, okay, alright. And then continue to uh, torment them the rest of the game. It was amazing, it was it was, it was was fun to see, but finally, finally we get to see Spinozola instead of uh, whoever's been playing there between Zalewski and, and uh, Stefano Sharami. and Zalewski. Yeah, it's, I'm so sick and tired of that. Like, just please play their, play players in their position. Um, no. We got to see more than a couple of minutes of Ula Solbakian. Uh He looked shaky to start. I don't know. What did you, you think of his performance? You tried playing in front of 61,000 fans. Yeah, yeah. We, we Roma broke, what was it, 1 million fans this season. Uh, like, uh, hold, hold on a minute, let me look this up. Uh... Average attendance. Okay, so here, let me just put that into perspective for you real quick. There was six, we'll just say there was 61,000. I'm going off of an official Roma tweet. Photo mm-hmm. Glimpse uh, average attendance is 3,071. I'm sorry, we're still talking about Bodo Glimt. That's fucking... Okay, look. Ola is playing in front of almost 20 times the size of a freaking Bodo Glimt average okay. attendance game. So, yeah, I'd be shaky too. We're not traumatized. We're just talking about Slovakia this time. Okay. Um, PTSD, shut up. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he, he didn't start off really well, which is kind of like... Uh, he had like dribbles and then he would like shoot into defenders or he tried to like turn past defenders and then defenders would just punt him out of their box it was kind of hilarious to watch um i guess that's what happens when a player has no idea who he's playing against after spending a month and a half in the league and playing six minutes in total so 
but he adjusted. I like what I saw. I like what I saw before the goal. He was adjusting. He was he had ideas on how to play forward. He was cutting, running. I don't know, just doing stuff that the player should do as a forward. It made sense. Ola Sobakin is the third Norwegian to score for Roma in Serie A. John Arne Risa and John Carew are the other two, and the first oh. one's been John Arne Risa in March 2010. Viking. I miss John Ali Carew, Carew, whatever you want to call him. I just remember him being called Carew. Um, yeah, I miss that guy. Wasn't he? He was the six foot five dude who was like just stomping everyone, just getting head on on every ball, but it rarely mm-hmm. went in. Oh, I miss that guy. I love him. I love him on FIFA. Was it like FIFA 2005 or something? I was just always... That's way before score. I started playing FIFA. Oof. I started in 2012. I started in 2002. <laughs> I All still right. like, have uh, the game. Grandpa. <laughs> I played it like as, I don't know, a 10-year-old. So, third Norwegian to score for Roma. And uh, my god, what a finish. Mm-hmm. It was a nice goal. It's hard not to be excited. It was nice, nice play and nice finish and nice run through and everything, which makes me want to ask you. Um, clearly, he hasn't had time to establish chemistry with many players, but with the, especially with not with the players that were playing. Which who was in the attack? It was Spinazzola sent the ball to Bellotti, who then passed it on or something like that. Mm-hmm. These essentially players who weren't really playing much this year uh, were all involved. So, but see, this need... is how you should properly rotate, though. Like, you know, we have Pellegrini out, Dybala's out. So you, you know, you bring in Spinazzola, you know, Bellotti. I kind of wish, you know, like he had an awesome header towards the end of the game that just happened to be blocked, you know, oh. whatever. But I wish, like, you know. He contributed a little bit more, but you know, like it was good to see the rotation pieces kind of, you know, actually rotate and were able to put in a shift. Um, someone I, I saw a comment saying, "Hey, look, we have a bench. It's not so shit," as Jose has been saying. I maintain the real bench has been starting this entire time. <laughs> This yeah. the, the team that we just saw is the actual people that should have been starting. Um, I like summary of our of our first half. Uh, Jose Mourinho not on pitch, yellow card. So essentially, my question would be: if if we don't need chemistry to score goals like this, does that mean that chemistry is overrated and that players like Tammy Abraham and uh, Pellegrini and Dybala are kind of just you know playing like badly or? Is chemistry actually needed? And the only reason Sulbakin and Spinazzola scored was because they were starved of playing time and actually playing football, and they just played them. Played. I don't know. They didn't pass the ball around and then do nothing with it. Well, you know, agrees. It's easy to. Well, I wouldn't say it's easy because we do support Roma, but I would say it's you know when you're playing. I think they're 18th place in the league. Yep, 18th. When you're playing against the 18th place in the league, you know, you don't really need a whole lot of chemistry. Pellegrini is either injured or he um, is just going through a mental lapse. 
uh personally i think that he just doesn't have to be that guy anymore to score like it'd be nice for him to score but we mm. have dabala but dabala is also injured but which we knew when we were signing him um but dabala is drawing like double and triple teams so you know he's not scoring and then for some reason tammy just can't hit the inside of the net he misses sitters hits the crossbar hits the woodwork he basically, like, if we could count all the, you know, all the attempts as, like, half a goal, I'm pretty sure Tammy would be, like, you know, leading that statistic. So, is it an explanation or, or an excuse to say that Tammy Abraham does not score because all of the chances he gets are not really with the run of play? They're, like, chaos that we create, and he somehow finds himself in a situation to score, and then it's difficult. Whereas if you had plays that the players practice, you know, in training, they would actually be able to score them like at 50% rate, for example. Is it is that an explanation or an excuse? I think it's an excuse. Like, he's a striker. He was leading the goal scored at Chelsea, you know. He came to Roma. He put up awesome numbers last year, and then he's just regressed to the mean. And mm -hmm. somebody was like, oh, his hold-up, you know, he's not he's not doing great at scoring goals, but his hold-up play is great. His hold-up play is shit. Every time I see him try and wait for everyone, he gets dispossessed, and then the other team is on the counterattack. You know, he had, like, a stretch of, like, two games where he assisted Dybala, and that was it. But, you know, he... If you want to see somebody who is great with hold-up play, bring back Ed and Jekko. But... You know, that guy could hold the ball up at his feet, not get dispossessed, and then, you know, we could wait for reinforcements to show up and not worry about having to surrender the ball. Yeah, that's but true. I don't, I don't think that, uh, like, there is no excuse. Tammy just, like, unfortunately, he went out with uh, boot-to-face syndrome from Friendly Fire. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, there's just no excuse. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I didn't really see much need for for teams to actual for us to actually have any hold up in this game. It didn't seem like we needed it because most of our attacks came from Spinazzola being the furthest man on the pitch. But um, I don't know, uh, Tammy. I, I just feel like Tammy is just not doing things that he can do. He's not being put in that situation. It just feels that way. Uh, whereas Belotti kind of is, he's just running around. He's basically being, I don't know, a defensive midfielder in attack. <laughs> he runs around like a cock with his head cut off. It's said, like he puts all, he puts all kinds of effort into it. Like I applaud him for his effort and all that, and his heart's in the right place. But you can't, you know, heart is one thing. I'm expect, like you know, the coach expects results, the fans expect results. You can't. Yeah. You can't just oh he's got a lot of heart. So tonight tonight we had a Gianluca Mancini be the captain of the team. Hasn't happened very often, but uh, it usually goes to Cristante. I'm kind of surprised it happened, but Gianluca was the captain. Uh, Pellegrini was not playing. Dybala was not playing. So here's my question: Why does this team look very lively and attacking and you know doing stuff? But when, when Gianluca Mancini is the captain, but when Pellegrini is the captain, uh, the team looks dead and bored. <laughs> um, 
Should 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 we? Is this a coincidence? Like I, it was Hellas Verona and it's 18 team in the league, but we've struggled against worse. <laughs> Have we struggled against? Well, we lost to Cremonese. In the Coppa Italia, that doesn't count. We're talking about just the league. Uh, we're we talking about all competitions, because in that case, we should be curb stomping, like you know, the Leipzig's and the Cremonese's of the world. I guess, like, we still struggled to beat Cremonese. We beat them like one nil in the beginning of the season, or something like that. Yes, thanks to Bala. Yeah. So I don't know. I... Here's 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 the thing, though. Um, we're kind of happy, of course, that finally we broke the one win in four games thing. We're back to winning again, and uh, then the reality kind of settles in that we beat 18th place team, one nil. And, uh, uh, did we create anything except the the, the goal that Sobakin scored? There was the Bellotti opportunity, and uh, besides that, is, is is there anything to talk about this game? Well, meh. Of all the Roma games that I've seen, that was one of them. Yeah. I've kind of um, made peace with the fact that we will have Jose Mourinho until the end of the year season. Um, it it kind of get... sucks, though. It's just another one one nil shit house. It should have been. I feel like it should have been higher. Yeah. Hey, hey. Uh, guess guess what? What? Uh guess who won the possession battle? No way. Really? Yes. Not us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Roma forty six. Verona oh fifty four. Goal attempts nine to seven for us. Shots goal five and one. All right, that's something at least. Yeah, at uh, least we weren't shooting for the stands. I guess we don't really shoot. When is the last time we've seen anybody shoot from distance? Uh, I've seen a couple of people shoot from distance. They're just usually defenders in the way. I think uh, was it Spinazzola had a shot and it was deflected by the guy's boot and then it ended up in the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper deflected it for a yeah. corner. Yeah. Corners look kind of dangerous-ish with the without the ball and without Pellegrini to take them. I guess. I guess. Uh, so Barkin really was putting those deep. Yeah, that's actually nice to see that somebody kicks the ball and it goes deep. I'm, like Pellegrini, of course, he can do it. He's good at it. He creates chaos with his crosses. But Jesus Christ, when his ball falls before it even reaches the fir the, the the first post, it's like, dude, just power, please. Your muscles are not made of linguini. Well, I don't know what he has in his muscles. Apparently, he's just injured. Lorenzo linguini. Pellinguini. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. The jokes write right. themselves. <laughs> So, uh, Roma won, beat Hellas Verona 1-0, nothing to write home about, except Sobakian and Spinazzola, and, uh, we started with Bove. I did not understand why Jose Mourinho waited until 85th minute to put Wijnaldum on, that's... It's just, it, I, I, I don't get it, I, I don't get the point of those. Spalletti used to do that in his first tenure, when he would, like, put 
Max Tonetto in the 87th minute, and you're like, why are you putting a left fucking back in the 87th minute in a game that you need to win? What? What? And that's what Jose Mourinho is doing, putting Gini Wijnaldum at four minutes to go. I don't get it. Whatever. Wasting time, I guess. Um, as per usual, we don't include Wijnaldum into anything. We just play the ball around him, I guess. I, I think he had like one touch. Against Salzburg, he had also one touch, if I'm remembering correctly, where if if that's the game where he came on, I'm just now confusing games. If that's the game where he came on in the 74th minute, he touched the ball first in like 94th. But that might just be the last weekend. I'm confusing games now. You're really shitting um, on a guy who like, you know, is coming back from having a broken leg. I think if he can play, he can play, dude. Like, I, I don't know. I, if he cannot play, then don't play. If he can't play, if he's fully ready, why is he playing three minutes at a time? I don't get it. Get that confidence back. <laughs> you try uh, coming back from a broken leg. Ask uh, that dude we came up with, Colo Zanolo. Zeolo. Zeolo. Colo Zeolo. Uh, yeah, so against Salzburg, when Aldo came on at 74th minute, the first time he touched the ball, I swear to God, it was like 94th minute of the game. What's the point of having a midfielder that you bring on and play nothing through him? Um, yeah, that would be pretty much it about Hellas Verona. Uh, did you end up watching the Roma Salzburg game? I did not, so I can't <laughs> talk about it. All I know is that apparently it was bad if you were a Roma fan for your liver. It's one of those games where everyone, not everyone, like half the Holy fans. Shit. What? What's your, what's, what's your reading? They had uh hold on. I'm trying to read. Sorry. I'm reading the wrong thing. Good content. What are you reading? Can you read I'm out loud? They had, uh, Salzburg had 14 shots from open play. Yeah, the first 15 minutes of the game, they had 7 or 8 shots. Not that hard. is absolutely and crazy. And guess from, just guess from where. Please guess from where. From, from what spot All in the field. All over the place. <laughs> uh, well, kind of, but mainly from the center, like just above the, the, the box. The 18-yard box. Um, as usual, like I, 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 I don't know. I don't want to talk about that, that space. It just—it's Bermuda Triangle. It's dead. They can and anyone we play against just can stroll into there and take a shot at our goal. It's insane. Uh, um, three at the back. Yeah. Sorry. That's what happens when you play three at the back. When your little best defender is Chris Smalling, arguably could be Roger Ibanez. Yeah, Ibanez has more potential. Way more potential. Well, yeah, Smalling is on the <laughs> downswing of his career. And a filthy vegan. Can you imagine you go to Italy and you're like, Italy? Hey! Italy, and you're like, I don't eat meat. You know what that means in my, in my house when you say you're a vegan vegetarian? It means bad hunting. <laughs> you're not a good hunter nah I'm no, just kidding um, apparently being apparently being vegan helps him heal uh, much faster 
definitely helps him recover from injuries, helps him keep his body more in check. I know Kevin Smith went vegan. I'm I don't know why I went to Kevin Smith binge lately. Um after his heart attack and he's been healthy and losing weight ever since. However, some NBA players have said that if they go vegan, they lose so much muscle mass so quickly despite any amount of protein they eat. But just they get much, much, much weaker and less athletic in a very, very quick period. So I don't know. Smalling hey. does not look weak to me. No, I like Smalling. Smalling is great. Do Go we vegan. care no, if Smalling he goes to... Do we care if he goes to Inter this this summer or not? Yes. Why would you want him to go direct competitor? Uh, I don't know. Just asking. Me? I wouldn't want him to go to direct competitor. Like, if he wants to leave, fine. Just please go anywhere else but Syria. I mean, Inter are kind of... <laughs> every, every time Roma has a player that we're like, hmm, is this player too old for us? And then the next season he's playing for Inter. Except Pedro, he went to Lazio. Um, but yeah, Mkhitaryan and Kolarov and Jacko, and now they want Smalling. Every time we think this dude is... Uh, Raja Nangolan, we were like, okay, it's time to replace Raja, he's kind of on a downslope. <laughs> yep, but we got a uh, freaking... What's his name out of it? Colo Zeolo. Colo Col Zeolo. That's <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest of joke of all time, but I love it. It's funny. <laughs> so, um, Roma Salzburg 1 0, or Salzburg Roma 1 0. Um, Nkunku and Dani Ombo didn't play, and we still lost. Basically, yeah. the game was a useless waste of time. It was one of those games where at halftime, you're already thinking, I'm not watching the second half. I, we're shooting for nil near. We're not even trying to win. And then you see Chalik comes on for Dybala, who was injured, sure. But, you know, why not bring a forward? Why not bring an offensive-minded midfielder? Why not bring not a defender? <laughs> not a defensive-minded uh, fullback. Uh, despite having two fullbacks on, on the pitch. Anyway, and then we concede. So, yeah, just a waste of time. Absolute waste of time. We can and still Tammy win. And missed an absolute sitter, so, you know. Hard uh, for the board. That's what made me ask the question. Like, all of the chances he got that game were so odd, like, against front of play. He had headers, and, like, Tammy does not score headers. We've known that since before we bought him. The first thing that you, you hear about Tammy Abraham is that, he, that he's not good with his head, as in on the ball. But, whatever. Um, they did not really impress me that much. We dominated the game in sense of possession. It didn't look yes. threat. It didn't look like we, we were threatening at all. In fact, it looked like Salzburg was just waiting for our punch. Like, you know, the huge charge and run where they will get lost and concede. And then at some point after 20 minutes of Roma doing nothing, they just kind of started looking at each other and saying, is this it? That's kind of what it felt like. So, yeah, whatever. I still think we can we can beat them in Rome, but if we play this team from today, except Solbakken, who is not registered. I find it funny how freaking Zaniolo was registered. Who? And he's gone. But Zobakin can't be registered. But that's that is because Zaniolo is homegrown, so he doesn't count. 
that's why. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was ready to, I was bashing Pinto already for that. Um, Zaniola submits a request to leave Roma, and a month later, he's registered to to play for Roma in Europa, Europa League. And then two days later, he's sold, and it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? But basically, we had to register someone for the gro homegrown quota purposes, so it doesn't matter if they leave after after the registration lock. So yeah. Um, would Cremonese win the Austrian League? Cremonese? Yeah. Nope. Ah, okay. So, Jose's excuse is that the Austrian League is too weak and Salzburg never face um, harsh competition, so they are ready for, for Roma to play, you know, out of their minds. Um, but then there's teams like PSG, whose excuse that, you know, they play in a weak league and they never have a challenge, so they're never ready for cup games. So, which is true. <laughs> I think Mourinho just likes coming up with excuses. I have no bench. The pitch is terrible. Red Bull doesn't have a challenge in the Austrian League. Pick one. You know? The like, referee? Yeah. The re the, so many times he's criticized the referee. Maybe your tactics are shit. Maybe your substitutions are shit. You know? It's... If the players aren't performing, you have five, four or five substitutions, pull them off. I have no bench. Put the bench on. They can make a difference. Fresh legs are better than weary legs. So while while we're talking about Jose's uh, weirdness or inconsistency, um, the stat I'd like to actually bring up here would be that before this game, Tammy Abraham had 53 goal-scoring chances this season, scored six goals. However, um, his first season at Chelsea, 15 goals, three assists. Second season, six goals, one assist. First season here at Roma. To be fair, Thomas Tuchel was uh, not fond of Tammy Abraham and just didn't give him that much playing time. But still, uh, his first season here, six, 17 goals, four assists. This season, second season, six goals, three assists. Um, and those two assists came like in two games in a row where Dybala was just insane. So, mm -hmm. let's think, say this is a min. Sorry? I think uh, Tammy's just going through a sophomore slump. Let's say <laughs> second time in, in his uh, in his career. Um, let's say this is a mentality thing, which sophomore slump would probably fall into. Isn't Jose Mourinho supposed to help players with mentality and, you know, mental aspect of the game? Isn't everyone praising him for, like, all of our players like, oh my god, I would go to war for this guy. He's making us mental giants. I, I don't see that. I don't really see that anywhere. Well, he did kind of adjust the mentality of the players, but the results just don't change. Because he had a... He had him going to war, remember, against, like, Real Batiste? Like, you know, that Roma team, like, normally up to that point, Roma would have, like, rolled over or whatever. But, you know, they kept fighting. Unfortunately, they probably shouldn't have kept fighting. <laughs> they just ended up with more red cards. But, uh, yeah, the I think, like, the mentality thing is, 
you know, fixed or whatever, but the results just aren't there. Either Roma is exceedingly unlucky or the sh or our attacking players need to learn how to shoot again. Because or, Yeah. Who you know, we went over this in a previous episode, but like Dabala is our leading goal scorer. And then it's, I think he has nine in Syria. And then there's Tammy with like seven or something. Six. Eight and six. six. So there's a problem because we have a whole bunch of other attacking players. We had, we literally had a nickname at the beginning of the season, the Fab Four. And the Fab Four hasn't been producing. It's been like, if you really want to say that they were doing anything, it was the dynamic duo of Tammy and Dybala, but they're not, they're not re producing results other than Dybala. So I don't know. And now you have Ola Sobakin come in, scores a goal, you know, sure. Whatever it was against 18th place Verona, but he came in, scored a goal. I think he should probably get a spot over Tammy. Maybe Tammy needs some rest or something. So, here's my question for you. Um, you have Chalik, you have Dybala, you have Pellegrini, and you have Bove. Who do you think played the least games of those of those four? So, Chalik, Dybala, um, Bove, and now I forgot who I said. Said Pellegrini. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going with Bove. Okay. 11 games he's played this year, this season. Huh. Not off the bench, or you know what I mean. Well, he started like one or two. Uh, the funny thing is, Chalik has 15 games. All right, he missed some with injury. He didn't start the season because Karstorps, um, ref, right flying was uh, still undisturbed by uh, by him being a complete traitor and killing Jose Mourinho's chickens. Um, then we have Dybala at 16 and Pellegrini at 19 games played. And so I, I think was this right. Is only, yeah, this is all competitions. Yeah, yeah. But not by far, actually. Like... No. Bove hasn't. I feel like he hasn't played at all this season, and he only has five games less than Dybala. Like Dybala's been out a lot, and I'm bringing this up because, um, like, none of those players play much. Like Cristante and Matic play basically every single game. Tam Abraham plays every single game, and uh, yeah, Mancini needs a rest. Jesus. Well, he's gonna get rest because uh, Mancini tried to kill him apparently. I feel like Mancini just tries to kill everyone. <laughs> Felix, no, Tammy. Felix tries to kill everyone. Well, Felix tried to kill Wijnaldum. True. So, basically, Mancini slaps Felix after the Conference League win, and then Felix tries to kill Wijnaldum and gets sold, and then Mancini tries to kill him again. And then he tries to kill Tammy Abraham. So is Tammy Abraham getting sold? And to whom? Is he going back to EPL? I feel like he's going to Chelsea for like 45 million. We're just going to recover our losses. Yeah, I doubt it. 
Actually, I no. Don't... I saw a rumor he's going. Uh, Aston Villa wants his services for forty-five million. Hmm. Yeah, I can see a fit. I can definitely see a fit. The question is, do we say no to Dybala leaving? No. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I felt like I was just getting pissed with the lack of our progress because we're not really seeing this team develop or grow or anything being done. If we don't go into the champ, if we don't get into the Champions League, we don't get the money. Probably we don't get Toyota sponsor either. I think they want to save Toyota sponsor for when we are more financially stable to like increase the punch rather than just be like, oh look, it's a it's another fifteen million a year. It's a it's Toyota and uh, that's it. it. Just gets lost. Like doesn't mean anything with current FFP with the stadium as well. Um, if we that's don't get sad. into the Champions League, we are relying all on on Dybala to lead us and he plays what 20 games a season if we're lucky if there is a three-month break in between so yeah that was, that was like good i guess for roma having the break for the world cup but you know under any other normal circumstance just we're gonna like wear the wheels right off of dabala so i guess i hope i hope like you know, in the NBA, there's load management. It would be nice if there was some load management for Dybala. Kyrie know. said that we don't understand load management because uh, we don't understand how players take care of their bodies. Yes, but when you got like an injury-prone player like Dybala or a player who is playing with an injury like Pellegrini, apparently, then yeah, you probably should do some load management. So if you change the coach, if you get a coach that actually, you know, doesn't need the ball every game to be a miracle maker, if you actually get a coach who's, you know, more offensive minded, um, that can, you know, implement simple systems where you just score goals with only Stefano Sharavian, Zalewski or Solbakin. Do you keep Dybala at 6 million a year and uh, just, you know, keep him benched until we need him for big games? Uh, yeah, or like, you know, I'd play him sparingly, you know, you can't just have him, you know, on the bench and then bring him off as like a super sub, you know, you need him to control the tempo of the games, but, you know, having him start and you're uh, having people double or triple team him doesn't help. But... Yeah, with the uh, with, 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 um, departure of... Colo, Zeolo, um, Dybala is now being tripled. Like, the moment he receives the ball, he's being dispossessed. And then if he's able to turn towards the goal, there's like three people staring at him within yeah. five yard radius. So, yeah, it's not fun. Who would have thought that um, Zaniol was actually drawing attention and that that's how tactics work? When he didn't, when he did have both of his knees, like he was actually a force to be reckoned with. Like, I remember there was one where he got the ball in our own half against Juve, and he, like, out-dribbled and took it all the way down, and I believe he scored. But it's no, like... Um, he scored against the Solo, I think. It was the Solo, probably. Against Juve, it was, like, same thing, and everyone was like, oh my god, here we go again, here we fucking go again, here is Zaniola at his best. But he didn't score, it was like a saved, or someone tackled him in the end, or... 
Yeah, but he like outran Juve, yeah. and it was like holy shit. So, yeah. you know, like he deserved the double team, but he did he not did. deserve it after he uh, came back from injury. And I don't even know who was at fault because apparently, like the doctors told them to bulk up, and then you know he lost his speed, and then he slimmed down, and still sucked. But because now you're trying to figure out how to move without all the mass that you just acquired. Mm, not to beat the dead horse too much, but I honestly like I love those moments when Zaniolo could do that, but that should that is not his specialty. That was never his specialty. It with Fonseca he played very simple game. He would receive the ball twenty-five yards out and he would be, you know, overlapping with fullbacks and with Pellegrini. That's that's basically what he was doing also in the beginning of last season. Like that's what the forward is supposed to do. Zaniolo's job was to take the ball from inside our our half and then score a goal. Like <laughs> that's not a tactic. That's not a hoof it to Zaniolo and he's gonna do something. That's a that's dumb. Especially when mentioned player has propensity for falling and screaming at the referee or sitting down on the grass for like five minutes looking around asking where's the foul. Sure, you may have been fouled, probably were. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I don't know. That just should not have been our our game. I feel like whatever. That 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 situation is just over with. Even yep. though his mom was his mom gave an injury, it was really fun to read. Yep. <clears throat> I just say close the book on the whole Zaniolo thing. Thanks for the memories. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Sure. Well, while we're closing the book on him, uh, we might as well open a book on Cristante, who has... He received the best grade of his life, I think, against Salzburg at like 8.6. And <laughs> I thought the only things he did in that game was uh, two tackles. Rather, not tackles, but like one of those where somebody tries to dribble past him and he just stands there and takes the ball. Uh, but I don't know, apparently he did a lot more. It just maybe gets masked in the fact that we are playing not very attractive football and yeah. But, but there is people saying that against Hellas tonight, he had another game of his life. So since you like stats, can you please look it up? Tell me what you think, because I hate stats. I don't trust he, stats. He did have the game of his life. If you're going by... Yeah, he, he didn't have as good because I'm using who scored um, in mm -hmm. Salzburg. He had an 8.0 uh, against Salzburg. Tonight against Verona, he had a 7.9. Wow. And uh, Spinazzola took the man of the match with an 8. So we are, we are seeing a renaissance from Brian Cristante. Brian? I don't know. How is, how is he? Is, is, are the R's in his name... 3.8 million euro traffic cone. I, I maintain, know. if you want to get past Cristante, all you got to do is pass the ball around him. He will not see it coming. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess he's contributing in other areas. I still don't want to see anybody from our midfield next season, including Wijnaldum. Um, I don't. He's just too old. I don't. I have nothing against him, but like you, you, you don't rebuild. A midfield by just bringing in 30 year olds. Well, who else are you going to bring in? 
or you apparently developing youth is kind of like out of the way and then you know all we do is bring in like you know washed up players apparently uh yeah or we can really... just bring in players from from french league i guess or how about, we just bring, how about we how about we just import a coach from the french league and huh. you know, shout out to just do that <laughs> honestly his lil was so fun to watch like the game they lost against psg i don't want to go talk about lil and fonseca but my god I, I, I hate the fact that people are now reinventing history and they're like, we were so mentally broken, we were such a bad team. No, we weren't. Even when we were down five goals to Atalanta, we still like ran at them and tried to attack and still have the, held a high line and suicided. But we still tried to score. We played attacking football from like start to finish. But whatever. Um, that was fun to watch. Anyway... Apparently, uh... Apparently, Cristante had uh, three aerials won today. <laughs> Maybe. And he had a 79% pass success rate. That is amazing. But what's, what, what, what really speaks to me is the fact that we are very excited and happy about to win against the 18th place team. 1-0. Uh, uh -huh. uh, just right out this season. Just... Um, tolerate whatever we are playing every point counts uh we are still in top four we just need to get to champions league and then jose can go wherever he wants psg are sniffing around apparently zidane might be interested ancelotti might be leaving real madrid who knows um i'm all for rebuilding while playing champions league <laughs> Why not? How Why are we not? gonna do that? I, you think you think Bove cannot beat De Bruyne? Don't don't make <laughs> me spit out my drink. <laughs> what you drinking, by the way? Uh, I'm drinking rum and vanilla coke. Ah. Uh, I have an ACDC beer called Rocker Bust, That's and it's made in it's 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 made in Germany, and I'm in Czech Republic. I'm pretty sure this is blasphemy. But... Uh, anyway. Your is alcohol per volume is probably higher than mine. <laughs> I'm not sure. Brewed in accordance with the German purity law. I don't know if that's terrifying or awesome. Mm, I don't know what that is, so I don't care. Same. So, uh, do we want to bring up anything else? Is there anything else worth bringing up? Can't think of anything. Next match there... is uh, home at Salzburg. Uh, home versus Salzburg. <laughs> home versus Leipzig. Uh... I, I just tough. hope I hope Nkunku doesn't doesn't recover in time for this game. And uh, their defender that we were connected with this summer, by the way, the Serbian kid uh, Pavlovic, I think his name is, he will not be playing due to yellow cards. So darn. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to have a um, uh, a defender, a central back? who can just casually cross from deep inside your field for a winning goal in a European competition. How fun would that be? While, of course, stomping the opponent's, opponent's uh, center forward. That would be nice. So, if there is nothing else to bring up, I would only mention... Um, 
couple of comments made by our players this week before the game against Salzburg. Um, Jose said that the ownership has to deal with him before summer and that uh, waiting for summer is a bad idea. Uh, why would you take that to the media? Dybala said in the same press conference that he is here to play for Jose Mourinho but also to win titles at Roma and to win Champions League or play Champions League with Roma. Uh, I don't know if that was courtesy from Dybala. People saw it as uh, why is he saying that if we kick out Mourinho that kick, kick out Mourinho that he's also leaving? That's kind of unprofessional. That's kind of pointless. He made himself an enemy, blah, blah, blah. Um, not sure I agree with that. But, but, Matic also said the same thing. That uh, his future depends on what happens to Jose Mourinho. So... Essentially, if we lose Jose, if I'm reading this right, we are going to shed a lot of salary. Like, a lot of salary. Not just his. It'd be, like, it'd be nice. Because <laughs> you could probably put that to some people. But if Jose leaves, I have a feeling it's going to be, um, you know... Jose leaves, takes a lot of talent. We're not going to be able to pull any talent, really. Um, and then we'll probably just enjoy 5th eighth 8th place until FFP is up. So, yeah, that's my take on it. I, I, so, I, don't I asked you about this. I said that we, I, I see Roma, hypothetically, going in direction of, um, of like, a smaller level coach who might not be a, a, a household name, such as Tiago Motta, who's doing wonders with Bologna. You mentioned that we might go for someone flashier. Do we think there is a situation where Thomas Tuchel is interested in Roma? Uh, maybe. I think there might... Like, Roma's issue is that you can't... Um, you, you can't be a coach and look at Roma and be like yeah i want to go work over there if you're if your ownership is sacking you after the average of like a season and a half to two seasons because when i started like i've been a roma fan since 2011 but when i really 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 started following roma really hard was uh under eusebio de francesco he gets sacked and then you have Ranieri come in as a caretaker. He's like, I'm just a caretaker, nothing else. And then he leaves. And then you bring in Fonseca. He lasts two seasons. Nobody's going to take you seriously if you are you can't get your project going. So I don't know. I think they could probably look at uh, Tuchel. Um, you know, being an American, the American ownership is probably going to try and grab somebody flashy. They're not going to go grab somebody who is flying low under the radar because they want to bring in somebody big. Uh, you know, they brought in Jose so that way they could bring more eyes to Roma. They're trying to increase the uh, brand through, you know, jersey sales. You know, that's why they kind of went with like Paulo Dybala. 
um you're you know you're just trying to market the international brand and try and put roma up as a as a you know contender up there kind of in the same tier as barcelona bayern real madrid so i don't think they're going to go for anybody uh low on the pole i think they're going to try and grab somebody flashy if jose leaves right um that's a good point but essentially that kind of reminds me of what palota was doing he was in hindsight he wasn't really a president he was trying to make a buck um he was trying to make roma neat so that he would sell roma on i don't know i'm not sure if he made any profit but whatever uh point is he wanted this like shiny attractive stuff if you really want to do a project you bring someone who's not going to leave after two years like every available excuse me coach that's actually flashy that's you know a household name has a history behind them ancelotti is the only one that like comes to mind that you would be able to say okay 10 years do whatever you want um and even then i don't know if he would just wait two years to hypothetically coach roma before retiring because he said he's retiring after the real madrid job so Conte would <laughs> we know what Conte would do after a half a year, one year he would start complaining about uh, lack of funds um, kind of similar to Jose just more, way more open um, Tuchel has a history of being replaced and fired all the time so my question would be though is it really necessary like okay, no let's, 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 let's go a different route if you follow German football at all, football at all uh, would you say that Borussia Dortmund's project has been successful? Uh, I don't follow Bundesliga, so I couldn't really discuss it. They've been playing Champions League consistently for the past, I don't know, 15 years. They had Klopp since 2008 until 2015, and he got him uh, two championships. He was basically at the verge of winning um champions league with them played against Bayern. it was the, the the wonderful borussia dortmund team that's who did it beat was it 4-0 against real madrid or juventus i forgot I either way um i would say they have been successful considering they have kind of been contending with Bayern. although nobody contends with Bayern in the last 20 years in germany but borussia dortmund played champions league since hiring Tuchel in 2015, they've had Peter Bosch in 2017, lasted four months. Peter Stoger, who lasted a year and a half, actually half a year. Lucien Favre, 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 I don't know, who lasted a year and a half. Edin Terzic, who lasted half a year. Marco Rose, who lasted about a year. And now, <laughs> Edin Terzic, the guy that they had previously. And they're now, I think, tied with Bayern for, for first place. Um, they're the ones swapping coaches a lot as well. And they are, they're there. They are up there with Bayern, but never really able to to reach that, that level where they win. So is coaching stability really necessary for the project, is my question. Yes. Uh... With Roma, yes. How so? I think I think Roma has, um, like this isn't to, this isn't to slight the Dortmund fans, but I feel like Roma 
has more expectations. They want to prove that they belong up there with this within the Seven Sisters. They want mm-hmm. to be, you know, they want to beat Juventus. They want to beat Inter and AC Milan. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, Dortmund did, did prove it under Klopp. That, like they, they already proved it. So like they're just kind of coasting there, trying to assemble a team that can beat Bayern. I guess. Okay, right. that makes sense. And and the thing is, is that you need stability because it, with the Roma project, because you know they have like it's important to you have to have a plan. If you keep constantly bringing in people, nobody's going. No, no real manager, like a like a A A tier, S tier manager is gonna want to deal with you. If you keep sacking people, yeah. And right now, Roma has zero transfer funds. We're slapped with financial fair play. We can't really do anything, so we're locked in into what we have. So, you know, a lot of managers are gonna be like, "Well, if you can't spend money that, or you know, sell some players, then I guess I don't really want to work there." So, but doesn't it, doesn't it also show character that if something is not going right and you don't like the direction it's 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 headed to, and the manager is not showing any change, that you just say, okay, enough is enough. If the manager refuses to change, then you know you got to ha- sit him down and be like, hey, we need some, we need to go in a different direction or something. Either you leave or come up with some results. Here's your t- here's your deadline. You know, like Ranieri was a great intern coach yeah like it sucked you know but at least the results kind of were there i don't think he'll come back but you know (laughs) um yeah i mean i am kind of impulsive kind of being an understatement um really i never would have guessed i'm (laughs) very impulsive if jose Mourinho goes to next match what is the next match in syria uh no oh my god you're kidding me why would i lie to you (laughs) you're actually playing away at cremonese told you if Jose goes into the next match completely, you know, abandoning what happened today, completely ignoring what happened today, Spinazzola being an actual fucking player, Ola Sulbakin being a beast that just needs a little bit of time to play, you know, more than one slash two slash three minutes per game. Um, and goes back to his starting lineup that's his security and doesn't beat Kermonese, I would just fire him on the spot immediately after that game. And just say like, okay, we are very close to Champions League. We don't believe you can do it. We need someone who can. And who are you bringing in then? Uh, well, there is two hell. Hey, who bud, when I live in Rome for three months. Give me three names. Uh, Spalletti. You have Tuco. Spalletti. Yeah. People say really? he's a he's a serial loser. So why would he want to win? Why would he want to break his reputation? <laughs> Make chain smoking great again. <laughs> what you want Sabatini to to coach Roma? Yes. 
I would bring him on the spot. Like, I don't know if he's still at at. Um, uh, I forgot the team's name. There is so Salernitana. many new teams. Salernitana, thank you. So many new teams in Serie A, and I just Monza, Salernitana, Spezia, Cremonese. It's like, who are you people? Um, I would bring him back. I would. I, I would just not doubt. Okay, let's let's actually close this pod with um, with questioning Pinto. Lots of people are starting to question if anything he's done has been good for Roma, considering he's not really building a good team. He apparently didn't build a bench despite us having a bench. He hired a coach that's complaining about lack of depth, but we do have depth. Pinto does not make profit. Like everyone praised the fact he got rid of so many players that we consider dead weight, like Cliverts and Unders and whoever's. Uh, but he didn't really get any profit from them. So no, he just moved dead weight off the books. He's good at moving dead weight, but uh, the transfers that he's brought in, you know, did Pinto bring in DiBala or did Mourinho bring in DiBala? Or did the Friedkins bring DiBala? You know, by letting him keep his image rights. Yes. So you. Some people are like, you know, some people could say that Pinto just doesn't. He's not good. Apparently, like you know, he brought in Sviar. Um, who else did he bring in? Jellyk. Tammy. Oh, Tammy was a Mourinho. Um, Maybe. Uh. Shoot, who is the dude that just went to Bournemouth? Uh, Matias Vigna. Yes, he brought in Vigna. Yeah. So. For 13 like, fucking million. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, he's been fine. He was fine. He was there to replace Pinatola and whatever. It was like a panic buy. But Jesus fucking Christ, man, we paid that guy 13 million. What the fuck? Excuse my blasphemous French. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't want to see Pinto running anything anymore. I don't want Roma to have this sort of consortium consortium anymore, uh, where seventeen people sit at the round table to decide transfers. Just give us a DS, please. Bring I'm not... back uh, Patrici. Petrocchi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He was serviceable. I liked that he was able to build a team that seemed balanced. Like, at first it didn't seem balanced. It seemed like it's just a bunch of crap. But um, if I remember correctly, he brought Spinazzola. Uh, he was doing the, the under-the-table shit with, with Juve, where... where Spinazzola was worth 30 million, but uh, Luca Pellegrini was worth 23 million. Um, so, I don't know. Um, he brought VR, he brought Mancini, he brought Ibanez, he brought Diawara for uh, Manolas and money. So, I don't know. Uh, it seemed like such a good. Such a good, uh, good deal, but didn't really pan out. He built a solid, balanced team. It's just not his fault that they didn't work out. I guess. Like I don't know. I liked how how the team looked at times. I liked the potential that they showed. Like Carlos Perez is just 
was one of my favorite players on that team, but he just never materialized. Someone like him, someone like him, someone who knows how to build a team and what an actual football team needs, not someone who's going to look at image rights and FIFA ratings and t-shirt sales and then be like, hmm, yes, we should bring this player. Yeah, it'd be fun having him back. I think we could get stuff done. Did you know that uh, allegedly um, in some post-game conversation in the locker room that Fonseca was having with, with the team, Petraki just storms into the locker room, starts smashing stuff and yelling at players to stop being losers. <laughs> that, that, that would... we need that. <laughs> yeah, that... That's that was fun. All right. So, uh, do you have anything else to add about Salzburg game or Red Bull game? Are you going to watch Roma play against Wings? Salzburg makes terrible stakes. Fantastic. Love it. Thank you. And I am going to predict that um, the score of the game will be. Roma makes at least 70 passes in the opponent's final third. 70 and scores zero of them. I, I don't know. It depends who's playing. If Ola Sulbakian is on the bench, maybe. If Ola Sulbakian is uh, on the stands, then no. But I don't think so. Ola Sulbakian is allowed to be on the bench because he's not registered. So it depends. Really depends. Yep, so Sobalkin is not playing, so yep, nil-nil draw, Salzburg goes ahead on goal difference. I actually wonder if Tammy Abraham is going to play that game. Like, I don't know, it's it's a face injury, it's a, probably like fracture of a cheek or something, so... Maybe he gets a mask like uh, Oseeman last year. Yeah, that'd be nice. Nobody cared who I was till he put on the mask. And then he got marked by... Three defenders. Uh, and still scored. Yeah. By the way, it's always it's always fun looking up German teams in their history, and you always see like swastikas in the beginning. It always catches you by surprise, like what this? Oh yeah, okay. Jeez, I 30s. wonder why. <laughs> uh, cool. So, uh, shout out to Fonseca. Shout out to to Fedain who have shut down because my compatriots from Serbia stole their flag. Um. Apparently they, they were back today. Oh, really? Fedine was in the stands. Cool. Apparently they didn't steal the primary colors. They only stole like alternate colors. Uh-huh. So from what I know, Fedine are like the only left-leaning, um, left-wing leaning group while all others are right-wing. And um, I don't know if they're just kind of fighting to survive. They don't have like many members or something. So like... <laughs> what's stopping you from just like inventing new flags and new colors and shit just be like this has been the real one all along like I guess people wouldn't take you seriously anymore but if you're the only left wing among a sea of right wingers do they take you seriously I don't know but Fadine is one of the oldest and respected Roma ultra groups I guess so they also uh, they also have a member who allegedly caused some some drama back in what 70s or 80s where like they were throwing um, 
they were throwing like fireworks and stuff at some Napoli fans and one fan lost their life and Roma celebrates the guy who did it but then he says it's it was self-defense in like one of those street riots it's it's really fun when you start reading about those things until you realize it's a really horrible waste of time and life you for reading it and they for well I don't know <laughs> I, don't, I don't get ultras never will thanks for the choreography but uh, you can also do it the way they do it in England and Germany without stabby stabby but yeah <laughs> sure all right uh, that was a nice talk see you on Thursday and uh, for anyone that's still listening up until this point uh, you can follow us at Roma Happens on Twitter. We will be working on creating other social media like uh, Facebook and MySpace. And uh, I can't remember what, what the other one. <laughs> I oh, wanted to, I wanted to say Instagram, but no. And then Facebook was the first thing that came to mind. And then I realized Facebook is really old, so I just added MySpace. Jesus. <laughs> now we're working we're working on putting together a Substack blog and a place that we can uh put out the episodes reliably and we'll have like a friend or uh, a colleague sorry a colleague do analysis and uh, write his own thoughts that are always fun to read um if you have seven hours of your life to dedicate to reading thoughts about the roma nah i joke uh, but yeah We'll, we'll, we have stuff in the making. We have fun stuff. Uh, soon we will be bringing on guests. And by soon I mean next season. Next season? Bring on our favorite fruit next next time. Maybe. Or wait until Jose is gone. And then bring uh, Jose fans. And then be like, hey, have you been watching Roma since Jose left? And they're like... No. Duh. We could do that. We could honestly put out a google survey and get the same amount of answers and it would be easier that way <laughs> yeah i guess uh or actually next season we can bring on guests that uh, are true fans from the team that jose went to. <laughs> just to compare opinions that'd be fun all right we've got stuff in the making see you next time fine bye See at times, I'm on be running like a brother gunning craze. Army fatigues every day, hunting justice like a girl for AIDS. Swing a spade, rhyme craze. I move strategic lyrics, blaze whenever heated on point. Inflaming MCs like joints and manufacturing. Reactions like a back end. State of my.